Welcome to this week's episode of the Big Book Living Alive podcast, a weekly podcast showcasing the 1993 Big Book Seminar presented by Joe and Charlie in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I am your host, Brad S., and I am an alcoholic. Alrighty then, as Jim Carrey used to say, you know, it's finally here. You're on your fourth step. Okay, does it feel like you're in some sort of personal rehab survivor reality TV show where the hits just keep on coming and the challenges just keep on getting harder and harder? Well, welcome to change. Yep, this is it. We're there. And the scariest part of doing your fourth step is everything you need to know to do it is on one page in the book. That's right. Page 65. You can skip everything else, go right to 65, do 65, hey, I'm done. Nope. Everything is done in an order and for a reason. But all of the buildup, all of the overwhelming thoughts, all of the worry, everything that I had that went into doing that part of it started melting away as I started writing it down. Oh, yes, you need to write it down. Because that is how you start getting everything on paper so that you can tell someone, so that you can release the information and let it go. Let's hear how Joe and Charlie feel about getting started on your fourth step. Now, sometimes we have a bad day. Sometimes they won't do anything to us. It's a bad day for now. We got our machine shining out there and the lights are on and everything's going and they won't do anything to us and we don't have a damn thing to record. Now that's a bad day for an alcoholic when you don't have anything bad to record. You know what we record then? By God, we record what they're thinking. That's what we do. <laughs> Is there any way God could enter a mind that's filled with that kind of crap? Just no way. There's a bad thing about a resentment. A resentment, if you keep throwing it out there long enough, after a while it's going to turn right around and come right back at you. And when it's going to come back at you, it's going to come back at you as self-resentment. And we begin to resent ourselves for being in a position in life to have those people do those things to us. And after a while, self-resentment turns into self-pity. And self-pity is about the sickest a human being can be. And God, we alcoholics love it. Oh, we just love self-pity. We love to get up in the morning and put our self-pity on as a cloak of dignity and say to ourselves as we go out the door, here I come, mean old world, just do it to me. I know you all out there waiting on me. You're going to get me before today is over. My God, we love it. We must get some kind of sick ego building from that. Because after all, if the whole world is picking on you, you must be pretty damn important. <laughs> And we alcoholics love to feel sorry for ourselves. If you want an alcoholic badge, you try to feel sorry for them. They'll tell you in a hurry, by God, that's my job. Don't you feel sorry for me. I'll do that. And those thoughts go through our minds constantly. God cannot enter that part of our mind. Those display cases that are filled with resentments are already full. That God can't possibly get in there. The things we're resenting are controlling our thinking. And if they're controlling our thinking, they're controlling our actions, they very effectively are controlling our lives. And we've just made a decision in step three to let God do that. And if the things we resent do it, then God can. Now my book's going to show me how to look at these resentments, 
how to see the truth of them, how to get rid of them, and above all, how to keep them from coming back. Then, and then only, can God begin to direct that part of my mind. So let's look at resentments, Joe. You know, all through this book, Alcoholics Anonymous, we need to learn how to read periods and commas and stop. That's what periods mean, stop, and think about what he said. And Bill's going to give us the instructions on how to fill out to the inventory on page 65. There's only one thing wrong with the, page, the inventory on page 65. It's already filled out. So how did he go about filling this out? Well, he gives us the instructions. And I believe that, you know, we're always taught to read from left to right. And if you begin to read from left to right on page 65, and you'll notice that he's mad at Mr. Brown, uh, and then he, and he changes over to the cause, you've got to change your mind again. And then you have to look at effects my, you've got to change your mind again and think about what part of self it affects. Now, that's not so bad on one of them. But you do the next one that way, and you go across from left to right, you get a little more confused. And then you go to the next one, and you go from left to right, one column at a time, you get confused. Finally, you say, to hell with it, what they want is all my life story anyhow. That's what I did. But if I look and read the periods and commas, it'll tell us exactly how to fill out this inventory on page 65. And it I, said, I think one of the things that's confused us <clears throat> on page 65 is it's already filled out, and we didn't know the procedure that Bill followed. And the book says, in dealing with resentments, we set them on paper. So we've given you a sheet of paper, and let us emphasize this is not anything new. We're not trying to bring another inventory in the IA. We've got enough of those already. Page 65 has three columns. If you would take your inventory sheet, fold the fourth column under, you would have three columns as we see them up here on the screen at the present time. Column one, I'm resentful at. Column two, the cause. <clears throat> Column three, affects mine. Now, the only thing that we've changed is we took column three, subdivided it into the three basic instincts of life, using the same words that Bill uses here in the big book and in the 12 and 12. I can't be mad at you unless you threaten <clears throat> one of my basic instincts of life. If you threaten my social instinct, my security instinct, my sex instinct, or my plans for the future, in any way, you're going to make me mad. Now, we took the third column. We first subdivided the social instinct into two columns. One of them is self-esteem. The other one's personal relationships. Same words that Bill uses. We took the security instinct, subdivided into two columns, material and emotional. Same words that Bill uses. We took the sex instinct. We subdivided and added two words. One column, we said, acceptable sex. My acceptable sex life is that that I have in my home with my spouse. As far as I know, it's okay. As far as I know, she thinks it's okay. As far as I know, it's all right with God. And if you guys saw it, you probably would think it's okay too. <laughs> That's the acceptable sex life. But some of us have another sex life in addition to that. And maybe we got something over here that we really don't want people to see, and we're going to keep it hidden if we possibly can. Maybe if we're a man, we got a lady friend over here. Maybe if we got a lady, we got a boyfriend over here. Or 
Hell, we could have anything over there. <laughs> a pet monkey or a goat or whatever. If you, if you take enough fifth steps, you'll cease to be amazed at what's over there under that hidden side. Now, if you threaten my sex life in any way, either the acceptable or the hidden, in either way, you're going to make me mad. Okay, let's see now how to fill out this sheet. Well, I thought there for a minute he was going to make me tell you about the goat. <laughs> I'm glad of that. Okay. Okay, we, uh, in dealing with resentment, we set them on paper. We listed people, institutions, or principles with whom we were angry, period. And taking the first column I'm resentful at, we will fill out all those people, places, and institutions with which we are angry from top to bottom. One column at a time is the key to this inventory. One column at a time always. So we take all the, <clears throat> the people or the principles or institutions with which we are angry and we put them on paper. One column at a time from top to bottom and going all the way through. Now, most of you probably can get your inventory or your people you're mad at on these eight spaces. Bill used four. And I had to use more than that because I was resentful at a lot of things. So I just take all those people, places, and institutions, one column at a time, top to bottom, and I just list them. My wife, the police department, the IRS, the post office, my cousin, you know, all those people, I just put them down from top to bottom, one column at a time. And there's something you get to learn from that if you put them all down. You'll find that you're resentful. If you're like me, you're resentful about everybody that you know <laughs> and everything that you know. You're just resentful at hell at everything. They came to me and they said, make a list of your resentments. I said, I don't have any. <laughs> and they said, well, maybe you don't understand what they are. Let us explain it to you. And they did. And I said, oh, I've got a couple of those. They said, put them on paper. And I started putting them down on paper, and I filled out the sheet with eight names on it. And I laid it down and picked up another sheet and filled out eight more. Another sheet and filled out eight more. Another sheet and filled out eight more. I got up to about 142. And I said, man, you matter in hell at everything. I didn't know that. I did not know that. You can only see one resentment at a time in your head. I don't think anybody's ever going to see how much resentment really controls and dominates our thinking until we put them all down on a sheet of paper and really see them in their entirety for the first time. I was absolutely amazed when I saw that. Oh, the list of things we have to clear, the items we've got to get rid of, and the resentments we need to let go. Wow. Let's be honest. When was the last time Someone honestly looked at you, sat down, looked you in the eye and said, you need to be more mature. Mature in your interactions with others. Mature in your interactions with family. All right, this is why we write things down. Because as an alcoholic, I will scam my way out of anything when I am an active addiction. I will not give you the truth. But here is a weird fact. If I get sober and if I'm required to write something down and then I'm required to tell someone about it, uh-oh, scary, but very, very relieving. Again, at the top I said, is this a self-improvement game show? No, 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 no. This is self-improvement and change for a new 
and better quality of life. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did. If you'd like just the raw Joe and Charlie portion of the podcast, that is available on our Patreon site. The link to that is available on our website or in the pinned comment. Until next week, this is the Big Book Living Alive Joe and Charlie podcast.